When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World Podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is the sidekick to my Batman, the Superboy to my Superman, Carl. <laughs> you know, I'm not your sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back here in the studio again. I mean, like, we have been gone for how many months I guess I should have said the the Robin to my Batman. The uh, <laughs> who else is a classic side prominent sidekick out there in the comic? They're not. World? They're not sidekicks anymore. They're they're superheroes. <laughs> the the Aqua Boy to my or what was it? The SpongeBob. Remember those two old <laughs> oh, yeah. old superhero guys on there? You're you're the <laughs> the Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. <laughs> the Barnacle Boy to my <laughs> Mermaid Man. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's good to be back here in the studio. I mean, like we've been gone for about a long two, time, about two months now. We've been gone for a long time, and so we apologize out there if we sound rusty because it has been some time since we've been back here in the studio. Just took a really long break, and you know, I think probably numerous reasons for that. You know, full, yeah, full disclosure. You know, we were busy or just being lazy, didn't want to do it, or you know, just. Uh, every reason from A through Z, and so that's kind it, of been it, what's you know, been going on. You know, and it has to deal with like the uh, like cultural events as well too. Some of it, and you know, just just life in general, I guess. You know, just life in general gets in the way of doing podcasting, and I know that a lot of people out there were wondering when we're going to be doing the podcast, and I wasn't even sure. Like you know, like I, I like I'm like half owner of this podcast here, and I don't even know what was going on. And so I guess kind of in a way, this season nine, we're in season nine. And so, you know, we're on the road to 100,000 downloads. We are very close to 100,000 downloads. I, I think that that's kind of a, a, a monumental achievement that we're trying to get to. And um, this is the beginning to that. And so we're very yeah. close to that. So we'd like to thank everybody out there that has continued to listen to us, even during this time of idleness yeah yeah exactly yeah i mean like you know you guys are been great supporters out there you guys are actually the true heroes of this podcast for making us stay on on task basically because you know uh over the over the last week or so uh you know i was uh, attending the butterfly dance up at Haute Vela, and i had a bunch of people come up and ask uh you know hey When's the next episode going to come out? You know, I'm getting tired of your old stuff there. I'm getting tired of J-Man just constantly talking. You know, it was like, um, and then I'm, I'm like, you know, hey, man, you know, uh, uh, J-Man's probably being a white man somewhere. So Ma making money. J-Man <laughs> was making money. 
Well, Carl was was making culture. Was uh, had his head in Soul's behus. <laughs> so was rubbing his legs, enjoying his sponge bath. <laughs> you know, real real soul boy stuff. Exactly. You know, that's that's called love there. <laughs> but before I forget, I would like to give a huge huge shout out to our 30 pack circle of givers who have still been giving even during this period of time where we weren't creating new material. And so I yeah, think exactly. deserve such a huge pat on the back that they've been supporting us, even though that we were just chilling at home, basically. And, you know, trying to take care of every other thing that goes on in, in the life of a Hopi man. So I'd like to give a big shout out to Alexis Kehi, to Michaela Williams, to Ron Honyemtiwa, Terry Hanani, Troy Lomavaya, Brandon Coyne, Marie Nachi, Deetra Leslie, Michael Ray, Vivica Shula, Aaron McEmrist, our boy Donovan Goldtooth, Yansania, our good buddy out there in Fort Lewis, Millard Gawanyama, Gary Lamayasva, and my good friend Mikel Larzalair. All right. Well, thank you guys for donating uh, your hard earned dollar bills. To, you know, this unprofessional podcast we call Carl and J-Man, Save the World Podcast. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, we're kind of in a transition period with the podcast, but I think the biggest thing that we're looking at is trying to get this podcast over the hump to 100,000 downloads. But, you know, there there are some things that, some big things, I guess, that are coming up that we, I definitely would like to promote. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that you and I have been invited to do a live podcast at the Western Navajo Fair in Tuba City. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, uh, we'll be opening up for TI or Maya and, you know, we'll be we'll be there to be the openers there and uh, we'll be doing a live podcast there. So go out October. I believe it's October 7th. 7th. October 7th, but we'll definitely put out the information as to when the time is. I think it was like 4 o'clock or something Yeah, like something that. around that 4 time. 4 o'clock in the afternoon, but, yeah. that's, but that's the summer time. Yeah, Navajo so time. Hopi time so is Hopi 3. So Hopi time, that would be about 3 o'clock. And so if you happen to be out there in Tuba on October 7th, we would like to invite you out to catch us for our very first live podcast. For- and so a big shout out to uh, DJ Dramatic Jeremy Baca, who invited us to do this and so you know we're hoping that it helps us to get more ears on the product and for people to learn more about us but we've been gone <laughs> for for two full weeks so Carl what have you been doing during the time that we've been gone well getting injured is probably like one of the things <laughs> so you know getting up in that age you know almost uh almost you know i guess i'm not a, i'm not an old guy you know but it, it's like you're not you're not a spring chicken anymore and and when you when you do like uh, strenuous activities now and you when you haven't stretched properly and when you haven't done your yoga poses and stuff like that you tend to hurt things in your body <laughs> well there are birth documents out there that do factually state that Carl is older than me by by not <laughs> not by a lot you're you're actually the same age as me but technically you're older <laughs> You act older than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that may be true, but, you know, it's interesting because right now, the time of the year out here on Hopi, 
that there's a lot of uh, there's been some social dances going yeah. on. You mentioned yeah. one at your village down at Old Vela, which I was also at. And you know, normally in during the pre-COVID time, that you'd see hear about a lot of different dances that are going on in various villages. And now it's you know coming to a point where people are starting to harvest. They're starting yeah. to harvest yeah. their fields. You see a lot of pictures of those on social media. And so basically, you know, that's what's going on right now out on Hopi. And so we do have a topic today, and our topic it part in particular relates to our social dances. And we have talked about social dances before on our various episodes throughout the podcast, but I think this one is going to kind of talk a little bit more specific to kind of how the social dances have been modernized to what some of the more modern things that we do, how it's changed over time, and kind of settling some big arguments that people have on social media about our social dances, about what people think is right, what people think is wrong. And then I guess just to give a narrative of it, because then, you know, we never really talked about some of these things in detail. Like, you know, yeah. we mentioned, yeah, it, you yeah. know, I, I think that it was in our Hopis and the Internet episode way back when in season one, where we talked about people video recording our social dances but we never talked about really like why is it a bad thing yeah or could it be a good thing what are the pros and cons and so that's what this episode's going to be is to go into a little bit more detail and it's funny because you and i we had this huge meeting yeah like a month ago yeah yeah when yeah we yeah. thought that we were going to come back a, 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 month, a month ago, ago. and when we were talking about a list of the topics that we had as far as ideas of what we could talk about this wasn't among the original ideas yeah as far as what to talk about and how this came about is that i made a social media post very recently and it had nothing to do with social dances it had absolutely (laughs) nothing to do with social dances the post that i made it was talking about robert sarver you know robert sarver who's the owner of the phoenix Suns. yeah yeah yeah. he, he made some big headlines He was suspended recently and he was fined $10 million because he was being a pretty shitty owner. Damn, you know, and I want to get up to that stage where I'm fined $10,000, million. <laughs> because you have the power. Because I have the power, power, yeah, and, and I have like the money. 10 mils, like, yeah, like oh, 100 yeah. bucks to you. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, 10 mil, yeah, I got you that. You know what? Let me give you 20 mil because there's some other things that I want to do and say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That are very inappropriate. It's in my other wallet, so I, can, <laughs> <laughs> I, want, to, I want to get to that point. But I guess basically, you know, kind of how this whole thing started was that I also made mention that I didn't have a lot to say about it because I only knew limited information about yeah. the topic. Yeah. Because, you know, you read something on social media or you read it on the Internet, whether that's through a website, through some sort of written piece that really only tells a very limited portion of the full story. And so you never truly know the full story if you're just reading a simple post or a kind of a, a short summary of what's going on yeah and so yeah. basically you know my my main point was that you know social media that's the dangers of social media is that you know it really only tells a small portion either that or it tells a, a false interpretation of a story or an exaggerated version of what yeah. the truth is and so you know i mentioned that i'm going to talk about it on my podcast at some point and then you know one of our community members got into the post and he suggested why don't you guys talk about social dances Uh And why don't you guys talk about how we carry ourselves during our social dances? Social dance ethics, I believe, is what 
the individual wrote down. And it was so funny because after he posted that, man, it was like somebody opened the floodgates and all these other Hopis started commenting and kind of started venting about what it is that they don't like to see during the social dances. And then people who like doing some of this more modern stuff defending why they do the modern stuff yeah and it became this whole thread and i laugh because then you look at the social media post on my facebook it's a post that has nothing to do with social dances but underneath it's like over 30 comments and just this whole dialogue of social media (laughs) and and so that's basically you know how we came to talking about it today and so i i guess really you know i because we know that there are Non-Hopis. Yes. That listen to the podcast. Yes. We know that a lot of you out there maybe not too familiar with what a social dance is. What's the best way to summarize what a social dance is, Carl? Um, to summarize a social dance is uh, women shaking their Hopi back ends <laughs> till, till, the, uh, till the end of the day. <laughs> it's basically what it is. <laughs> Uh, damn it, Carl. <laughs> well, I, you know, a social dance basically is that it's the opportunity for young Hopi girls to dance. Yeah. Because men tend to dominate the dance stage throughout the Hopi ceremonial cycle. And so a lot of our, our, our doings are dominated by men. And so these social dances are meant to be for the young Hopi girls probably between the ages of like i don't know 10 to early 20s yeah basically a young girl that's not married doesn't have kids doesn't have a boyfriend and so that's kind of what makes a girl eligible to dance in some of these dances and so they get the chance and these social dances tend to happen during the months of september maybe even early october and then even in the winter time in january yeah is when that most of these dances occur. And so when the girls dance, they get to choose a partner yeah. to dance with. Yeah, and they usually do. the partners that they choose is somebody that comes from uh, their maze, basically. Yeah. Their maze, yeah. which is their their own male relatives, their sons. Yeah. Which I know sounds confusing, but their male relatives' sons. And so that's who they choose to dance with. And there's all kinds of social dances that we have. We have our classic butterfly dances. We have buffalo dances. And then, you know, Hopis, we tend to, branch I out guess, and- honor our native neighbors. Yeah. Because then we have dances that depict Navajos. We have dances that depict Apaches. Dances that depict Supai, Kowaninam. And even some dances that honor some of the ways that our Pueblo relatives to the East dance. And so you have some of those dances. And usually when it's done in the more traditional way that they're done in our villages and that these dances tend to either go from a full day or to two full days, dancing all day long and just basically a celebration of our our Hopi month. Well, you know, the 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 butterfly dance is, is a very old traditional dance and also known as called the harvest dance you know when when a man thinks that he's going to have a huge a bountiful, bountiful harvest. harvest then he'll if he has daughters or if he has uh, nieces then he'll he'll want to put that on for them saying that this is a huge celebration and I want to 
uh, share my bountiful harvest with everyone here. Uh, and and this that's basically what it what you know like what the Hopi version of the Hopi butterfly dance is. It's um you know it's basically the the end of the era of like heart like the planting season, and where everybody gets together and like the um, you know just celebrates basically. You know it's 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 supposed to just be like you know a gathering of like a sumit nangwa kind of thing. You know where it's just a gathering of everybody and you know it, it's just. Not, it's basically song dance without the alcohol, basically. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's alcohol involved yeah, that, too. That so. doesn't sound like a party that I want to be at. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's alcohol involved too, but you know, it's it's basically what it is. And, and, and for somebody that's never been to one of these, what, what would you describe it looks like? Uh, I would say that you know, it, it's it's where young girls dress up in uh, very black clothing, you know, and they cover themselves head to toe. And then they wear this board on top of their head that's, you know, designed nice. And they dance, basically, in back of a man. (laughs) Asking for money. And, you know, it's a really nice thing to see, especially, like, you know, if the girl dances really well and her partner dances really well just the way that they're dressed to me it looks it's a very beautiful thing to see it's a very enjoyable thing to see and you know basically that that's kind of what the the celebration is i guess yeah is is watching these young girls dance with their partners and really it's mostly about the girl it's really mostly about the girl and you know it's like why for something that's such a wonderful thing why are people mad what do you think some of the reasons are that people tend to get upset about social dances these days? I, I believe that because... Or, like, or are people mad? You know, I believe that people in general uh, believe that because since this thing has been going on in time immemorial and there have been a lot of uh, rules and kind of regulations to what you can or cannot do, especially during Hopi ceremonies. And a lot of them... Uh, a lot of the ceremonies is like, you know, no picture taking, you know, mm-hmm. it, it clearly states mm-hmm. that, you know, no video recording of any social event, no picture taking, no drawing, no sketches, you know, no. And basically you're there to enjoy it for yourself. You're, you're there to create memories for yourself, not to actually, you know, imprint it on something. It's supposed to be like, you know, where, where you ha- hold that memory close to yourself not to where it's it's supposed to be shared. So, uh, and and a lot of that, I guess, kind of changed. There, you know, a lot of the things that it, it just changed in a way where now it's okay for us to take pictures. It's okay for us to video record. You know, it's okay for us to do a lot of things like that. It's okay for us to, um, like you know, dance with dollar bills, uh, not in the G string, but you know the. <laughs> In, in the Guewa string. In the Guewa string, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's modern rise in a way where it's been doing, we're doing it now and we're calling it in time and memorial. It, it's been modernized. I would argue that it's been materialized. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, everything that you said, as far as what the rules are, you're not allowed to do these certain things. And you listed off several of them. I'm pretty confident to say that this is a factual statement that every village has some sort of sign posted at the entrance of their village. Oh, yeah. That says that. Oh, yeah. That says that these things aren't allowed. But as Hopis, in true hypocritical fashion, 
that those rules apply to everybody else except us. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's kind of how we've carried ourselves, especially when it comes to our what it is that we do. And so I guess, you know, kind of some of the things that people, at least especially specifically to that Facebook post that I made as to as far as to what people are upset about. And you alluded to a little bit of that is that the filming is that, you know, we and we've said this before that anytime that there's a dance, a social dance, you see tons of phones up in the sky. Yeah. And they're yeah. all directed towards the Kisonvi. You have uh, in the days following after any dance. Just flood, flooding of videos and pictures on social media through Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. Oh, yeah. Snapchat, you know, all of that is on there. And then I guess, you know, kind of something new that we haven't talked about before, but that, you know, one of the things that somebody was upset about, and he called it this, he called it in this way was uh, Cookie Rush. Uh-huh. He said, when did Cookie Rush become a thing? And basically what he means is that when the dancers are dancing, that it's a practice. And this is something that we have to to, uh, to to mention, is that it's a practice where women, older women, who aren't participating, I guess, uh, who aren't participating officially, but then they tend to have baked goods and then they rush and they want to dance with their nephews yeah and so they give their nephews the pastry says payment and then they start dancing yeah behind their nephew yeah and so you know and that's kind of an interesting thing because then when this individual who's a much older gentleman so i believe that you know it's true what he said he said that uh the cookie rush wasn't a thing until about the 1970s is Is what he wrote is this the former clown of hotvella uh probably yeah okay (laughs) all right and and uh and and so you know this is something that he wrote but then to people like you and i right we're born in the 80s yeah that the cookie rush type of thing has been something that I've always seen. Yeah. A part of these dances. Yeah. Like you would have to tell me that, no, they never used to do this. I, I wouldn't have known that that was the case unless somebody told me that. Because as far back as I can remember all the way to my youth, that women have always been doing this. That they've always yeah. been stealing partners is the term that, that people say. And so they go out there. And I guess really, you know, I guess what the issue may be with that is because we did mention it at the very beginning that these dances the soul or at least the people who it's mostly intended for are the young girls and so when these dances are flooded with other ladies stealing partners then it kind of pushes them off to the side i guess the main stars Uh the the younger girls and so you know I, i i figure that that was probably the issue as far as this individual's comment on my Facebook post about this quote-unquote cookie rush. Uh-huh. And, and so, I mean, like, I guess it's been do- going on for any time in a memorial. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and so I, I guess the other thing, too, that is kind of associated with that, too. And, you know, I, this has been a conversation that I've heard within my own village. And, you know, somebody did bring this up, too, within that post that I made on Facebook as far as the, as the social dances go as far as the etiquette goes is that nowadays because and you know this really does become it, this really I guess shows how materialized our social dances have become yeah because then in our custom when a girl chooses a partner to dance with 
then there's an exchange of payment for the dance. Yeah. The girl pays the boy, and then the boy pays the girl. Yeah. But in this day and age, in the 2022s, the boy, all of his, him and his family and all of his relatives, they'll gather things like groceries. They'll gather things like, I don't know, they go on Target shopping sprees and, you know, they get all of these different things, all of these shawls, all of these different things, nut money, sikwi. And then they use that as payment now for the girl for dancing with the boy and so what's very common in our social dances that you'll see is that as the dance group is dancing in the Gisonvi in the plaza you'll see lots of people coming into the plaza with groceries yeah or with different things and they take it directly to the young mana who's dancing and they present it to her and then that's their way of showing that they're helping the young boy or the man or whomever is dancing, the partner, the dance yeah. male, the male dancing partner to pay for this young lady. And, you know, I, I know that there are older people in the villages. I know for sure in my village, for sure, that they don't like that practice. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, they don't like that practice because when you come in with all of this payment and you take it directly to the girl while she's dancing, she has to stop dancing. Yeah. Because then she has to uh wait. Yeah, like she wait for somebody, yeah. What it is that they're giving her and then she has to wait for somebody to come get it. They get it and then they take it to her family to wherever. And so with I know I can speak on my village that our older men have told the people that when you're gonna pay the man's partner, the boy's partner, you take it directly to their house. Yeah. That you don't take it into the Gisunbi. And so that was kind of another thing, too, that was mentioned within my Facebook post. But then, see, that's kind of another thing, too, that I've always known that that is the practice my entire life. Yeah. Like growing up as a kid, watching butterfly dances in my own village or buffalo dances or all of these other different dances in other villages. I've always seen people take the girl's payment into the Gisunbi. And so... I wouldn't have known that was a problem until somebody said something. Yeah. But as I'm getting older. And grumpier. And <laughs> grumpier. <laughs> as I'm getting older, I kind of see what they're talking about. Uh-huh. Because then, you know, these people take the, the payment into the Gisonvi. They present it to the girl that she has to stop. Yeah. And then she has to carry it. And then, you know, you as a parent, I guess, or as a grandparent, you know, you're looking forward to this day because you want to watch your daughter, your granddaughter or your goddaughter, your nieces, whomever. You want to watch them dance. And so as they're dancing real nicely, then somebody comes with this payment, then they have to stop. And in addition to that, that if you have a lot of people coming in with all of this stuff simultaneously. Yeah. Then it can, tends to become a traffic jam in a space where people are supposed to be dancing beautifully, praying for rain, but yet they're having to stop to get the things that it is that they're being given. Hmm. You know, uh, I was at your village one one time before, and it was during a social dance. This was a, a while back. And, you know, there was this one lady that I was uh, on top, on top of one of the roofs and you know, she was like really into the dance and she was like, you know, you know, motioning with dancing her arm, on roof, dancing huh? on the roof. And then so she's like, man, I, you know, I want to get into that action. 
And then so she's like, you know, oh man, I don't have a dress, you know, and uh, so you know, and so she's like, I'm gonna go put on a dress and I'm gonna go out and dance and stuff like that. And so she's like, here, hold my Piccadilly. And so and <laughs> there wasn't Piccadillys back. Then, <laughs> and no so clue. and so she's like, yeah, hold my Piccadilly. And uh, and then so and so I held it for her and she was out there. She was dancing and she was enjoying herself. And she she was uh, ter- what, she, what do they call it? Tearing a rig. Yeah, like, she we're, you we're know cutting a, rug. cutting a rug and everything like that. And she's like, she comes back and she's like, you know, oh man, I made like yeah, you know, made five bucks, you know, <laughs> for dancing. And she made she bought another. Piccadilly. And she got another piccadilly after that. So I had to you know had to tell her. I was like, yeah, I ate your piccadilly. <laughs> <laughs> But you know all of the all of these social dances. Yes, it it is made for just people in general to celebrate with one another. You know, you know people can argue about like you know we're praying for rain and yes, all of the Hopi ceremonies they do involved with rain and whatnot. But yet, when it comes down to it, like you know we're we're at the end of the end of the year and we have all of our good harvest ready, and so we're just. Basically, just celebrating our whole entire selves out there, and I mean, like when when you say when you say that you know, like taking your nova out there or you're taking your cookies out there, you know, I I really don't see a huge problem with it. Like you mm-hmm, know, I, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not like a you know I'm a grumpy old man saying that hey you shouldn't be like that you shouldn't be doing that you know. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a celebrate. It's a way of getting drunk without the alcohol. <laughs> And and, and and so like you know you're you know these women love to do that they they want to do that because it's it's because they miss it you know they married women older women that when they were in their youth they used to do that same thing too you know they used mm-hmm. to dance with their partners they used to uh, you know dress up and whatnot and you know women are just wanting to relive those glory days and want to dance with their like you know past partners before you know like oh i dance with this old man here like you know i you know and he still has some spunk you know and we're dancing again you know it, it, it's it's just a way of celebrating the the good end of the year harvest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know I, I i think that comment helps to transition into the next point but but first i kind of wanted to kind of clarify on something that you said is that next to strip clubs Hopi social dances extract more dollar bills <laughs> out of banks than any other event in America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because then Wells Fargo. Because then even the ladies that steal partners, yeah, that they're also expected to be paid. Yeah. Too. And so if you're dancing as a male, all your kids they come, they come to dance after you, all the older ladies. Yeah. Then people from your own family, they'll come and they'll pay them. They'll either pay them in dollar bills or now in because I don't, I don't know because dollar bills are hard to get from the bank nowadays <laughs> that you said you tend to see ladies get paid in rags or I've seen them paid in um, fancy pins, pins that people will tape uh, the fake flowers to. So if you yeah. ever go to a place that has that type of thing, sometimes I see them get that. And then even my own daughter at Hotbella too, she got a really nice carved uh, Dawa pin oh, really? as payment for, for dancing after somebody. And so, you know, you get, you see all of these different ways that people are are getting paid are paying the ladies by and i always feel funny too because you know i when dance time comes around my wife always tells me you better get some ones and so you know i'm there at uh, safeway or fries and flagstaff and like yeah could i get 20 ones please 
And then they kind of give me this face like, yeah, sure. There, there's no strip clip here in Flagstaff, sir. So, you know, I, I don't know what you intend to use this for. And, and so, you know, that tends to be the custom is that you're getting out all this money. And then even you pay the other girls too, the actual dancing girls yeah, in, yeah. in money too. You give them whatever it is, dollars, $20 bills, $10 bills. I don't know how many if, if there are rich whoopies out there that are paying girls hundred dollars, hundred dollars or or more. But I, I guess you know, going I, going back to uh, you know, I usually uh, roll up bags of quarters and then uh, keep and then just you know, four quarters in a little sandwich baggie and I, I, I just give them. I, out. I thought you were gonna say I take the money out of the Monopoly game <laughs> and pay people that way. But it's you all know, fake. the the thing that you said though is that because. A lot of us, or that there are people out there that make these complaints. Yeah. They say that people shouldn't pay the partners in the plaza. Yeah. People shouldn't uh, record our dances. Yeah. People shouldn't post our dances yeah. on yeah. social media. But yet you do have a number of Hopis that defend these actions. Yeah. And you see it on social media. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. when somebody complains about people posting videos of our dances on social media or pictures, then you do have people that defend it. They defend the action. And, you know, it, it's it's something that I kind of realized, especially after this dance in Hot Villa happened, that the usual trend happened, that you just see all of these videos on social media. You saw all of these pictures in the various corners of the social media world. And you did have some people that were commenting negatively as far as, you know, people shouldn't be posting these. Yeah. But then yeah. you did have people defending it. And so, you know, that was kind of one of the things that I, I thought that, you know, what well, we've never done that. You know, what if we came up with like a pros and cons list of some of these things? Because then I thought about it. It's like we already talked about what some of the cons are of posting things on social media that's related to our culture is that it opens up the doors for cultural appropriation. And so on this podcast before we've talked about the, the boy scout groups, the various boy scout groups that are out there, basically these groups of Bahamas that kind of copy Hopi and Pueblo culture. And that, you know, it's our belief that it's from these videos that our people post on social media or in the various public spaces online that they get the visuals to see how to construct the costume, that they get an understanding of how the dance goes, that they even hear about how some of the songs go. And then, you know, I I kind of really thought about it too. It's that it's not just cultural appropriation from Pahanas, but I think as Hopis, we do worry about cultural appropriation from our neighbors, the Navajos. Oh, yeah. Because then, you know, there there have been areas and, and instances in which they've, borrowed quote unquote borrowed some things from our culture from Pueblo culture and then slap a Navajo sticker on it and we will be doing the same thing come this October 7th so uh, <laughs> we'll be doing cultural appropriation yeah, giving gonna, out secrets and stuff like we're that we're going to be practicing our Yeba chase songs <laughs> get, get ready we're going to be we're going to be giving the Navajos the actual Hopi cookie recipe <laughs> and, and then so you know that that's kind of one of the, the worries worries about posting things online is, is the cultural appropriation and then I was trying to think too what some other cons might be I, I do believe that you know I, I think that unfortunately that social media that you know there's something called clout that you know clout chasing yeah that there's a practice that's called clout chasing and basically what that is is that you try to present yourself in a real honorary mystified sacred way and that you try to get interaction 
as a result of it. Yeah. And so you, yeah. you post a picture of yourself in your traditional garb to get likes or you post that, oh, I'm busy being sacred right now. Yeah. But let me stop and take a picture real quick and then I'll post it online. And then, you know, people try to clout chase in that way using our ceremonies. And so I do believe that because that practice happens, that as an individual, it takes your mind and it takes your heart away from where it's supposed to be. That if you truly are busy for a dance, then you're too busy to take a picture. You're too busy to post it on Facebook. You're too busy to post it on Instagram. That if you're there watching the dance, that if you're really into the dance, you're watching it through your eyes. And then you're listening to the songs with your heart and you're appreciating what's going on. In my opinion, I believe that that's what social media tends to do to our people. Is it's, or what it's, takes it away. Yeah. It takes them away from where they really should be Yeah, as far as their participation directly or indirectly with our dances. So before social media, have we ever had this problem before? Like, you know trying to get clout from our uh you know walmart photos one hour photos i i think you mentioned it one time i think it's the old school way was you invite people into your house and they <laughs> look at my wall look at all of the oh yeah yeah exactly the, where you all where of you, the dances that i've participated <laughs> in and you're you're trying to take a selfie with your uh the what are, what are the the cardboard cameras what do they call those oh, your disposable, disposable cameras disposable cameras <laughs> but then because there's no front screen that then you're Taking it way off. And- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, I don't, you know, social media has always been a problem ever since social media was created. You know, there there has been where like a lot of our ceremonies have been online. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has been exposed online. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, you know, there's people that are, people out there, you know, being dumb and just because, you know, it's fun to do, you know, it's, it's you know, it's unique to do and and thinking that oh there's not going to be any repercussions about mm-hmm. this thing mm-hmm. so they they tend to just just do it mm-hmm. just do it because they don't know what the repercussions are but but then i did want to talk about the flip side of it because then you know is 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 there a pro is there a pro to documenting our dances in the way that we do now through social media through youtube and those types of ways like what are some positives that you can think of as a result of this practice, because then, you know, like a lot of the people that defend this practice, a lot of them, usually there are people that live off the reservation. And so a lot of the comments will be like, well, I'm glad that you posted this because me living so far, I can't come home. Yeah. At least I can see the dance. At least I can be happy watching it through your eyes, metaphorically, as a result of their a person's social media page or YouTube page by posting these dances. I think it's, I think, I think more like, you know, the pros are because of the, the white Hopis out there that are living outside, (laughs) outside of the reservation. I think they're, they're the ones who argue about that. Like, you know, oh, you should do it because I'm, I'm not there all the time. Like, you know, 
And it's, it's these urban Hopis that never come home thinking that they want to be spiritual, spiritual, but never come home because it's too hard for them to come home. Well, you know, because in thinking of this in particularly the pros of why people post our dances on social media, I, it really had me thinking because then, you know, I thought of the cons really quick. Yeah. But then when I was thinking about well, how does this help the dance, I guess, how does posting your videos how does posting your pictures bring the rain i guess basically yeah and i couldn't really think of anything yeah that was yeah, like yeah. real legitimate and so it would be interesting to converse with somebody that does do this practice often and kind of hear what their purposes are because then to me you know i, I really do believe that a lot of this is clout chasing that you're trying to get attention for your participation in this. But then again, too, maybe some people are just really legitimately happy after the dance is over and that, you know, maybe their daughters were dancing and they want to show a picture of their daughter dressed up in her UC, dressed up with her kopatsuki on, nice picture captured of her and her amawa, her partner. And maybe they they just want to present that yeah. because they're happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe those are some of the reasons as to why people share what it is that they do because then you know we, we are proud of, of some of these things that we do you know maybe somebody in particular is really proud of their village and really proud of how the dance went and proud of all of the different dancers proud of how all of the young girls look beautifully dressed in all of their stuff captured a picture of it and they they were so proud that they wanted to present it okay and so, you know, maybe those are some of the reasons. Yeah. Maybe. You know, I, I, I wouldn't know because then, you know, one of the things that I, I had a conversation with a friend and one of the things that I thought is that I am, I am, I am not in favor of sharing at least the dancing part. I, I'm not in favor of that being shown on social media. And I think a big part of that for me is because of the cons that we talked about. And so I'm not in favor of it. And so it'd be interesting to hear from a person who has a different perspective that supports it. Yeah, that is true. I mean, like, you know, uh, I mean, like over the over that uh, dance weekend, I did take some pictures as well, too. But it was basically because, you know, it, I just I just wanted to use my film camera and I had film and I wanted to see, you know, these these nice, beautiful dresses and and headdresses and, uh, you know, the, the beautiful dance through the eyes or, you know, the camera lens like that. And I don't show them on uh, social media. Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. It's just basically for me and, uh, you know, just for the family or whoever has or whoever is in the family that I take pictures of. And and all in all, I mean, it's it's. It, it's just basically for me, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's nothing, nothing that I don't want to show on social media because mm -hmm. I know that on social media, things get to be misrepresented online. Mm -hmm. Things get to be like half truths and things get to be like stolen and, and all of these different things that uh, come along with it. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, yeah, all in all, I mean, like I, I really don't see a problem with, with taking pictures as much as far as like you know posting it on social media uh -huh. um like i said you know there there are things that that are online that you just have to be aware of like you know um like you know a white boy will probably you know say hey you know that's a that's a cool cool headdress i'm gonna i'm gonna copy that you know i'm gonna and make make and one, make, make, make one some, for my girlfriend yeah make one for my girlfriend you know and you know, uh, you know, and, and then, then then we'll wear it during uh, Kansas City Chiefs games. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
during Valentine's Day. <laughs> and, you know, I, I did want to add one more thing, too, before we move on to the very last point. But, you know, I because I did have a conversation with a friend that did see my post and saw all the comments and they were agitated by what some of the people had to say, because this person, I believe, is in support of sharing uh, the videos and the pictures on social media but she did make a really good point in her argument as far as like why do we nitpick on people who share the videos and the pictures on social media yeah yet when you have a lot of people that takes take dance groups off the reservation all over the place yeah, yeah. or even just in general presentations about Hopi to non-Hopis all over the place. And so basically her argument was, you're nitpicking on people that show the videos of dances, but yet, similarly, there are other practices that people do in the same manner that is exposing our culture, exposing our our knowledge, I guess, to non-Hopis, but yet you don't bat an eye at those types of things. And so, you know, I thought that 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 was a really good point because then, you know, I think that at least as far as video recording in the plaza and sharing it on a social media platform, that it's it's kind of like like it's obvious. It's obvious that you're exposing the culture. But yet, if you're doing it as an educational presentation to non-Hopis, is there similarities with that? with the sharing of dance videos on social media because one could argue that there are similarities that in a way that you are doing the same thing or in fact that if you do take a dance group to Native American Recognition Day and then you're dancing at the D-Back Stadium or if you're dancing at the Las Vegas conference that always tends to have a dance group or at some of these other various places that we know a lot of people take groups to to dance that's off the reservation what's the difference with that versus the difference with um sharing a dance that's from the village because you know there's one thing that i know for a fact that our people don't understand is that they don't understand facebook is a public place yes instagram is a public place tiktok is a public place youtube is a public place When you upload something onto YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, it becomes property of the public. And it's interesting because then you tend, especially on Facebook, sometimes you'll see some of our people, they'll post these long messages and it's it's basically a copy and paste job. Yeah. But then yeah. it's something that says, you know, due to Facebook laws, I declare that none of my pictures or videos are to be used outside of my own use. And and basically, you know, that that really that means nothing. That means nothing that on means social media. Yeah. Absolutely nothing because the actual legal agreement is that when you create your Facebook account, when you create your Instagram account, when you when you create your TikTok account, etc., when you click the box that says I agree to terms and conditions, that's the legal actual real legal legal language that you're agreeing to basically anything that's uploaded to facebook instagram etc it becomes public property and so when you're uploading your cultural pictures when you're uploading your dance videos that becomes public property yep exactly and anybody anywhere 
can utilize those pictures, can utilize those videos for whatever wishes that they may, because you made that decision to make those things property of the public. And that's the reason why I share the same picture of Michael Sarah every day. <laughs> that's why you're a goddamn weirdo. <laughs> because social media is is dangerous. <laughs> but I guess, you know, kind of, I guess, uh, kind of transitioning out, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk to you before we go is that, you know, we did mention that our dances have become materialized quite a bit because then, you know, sometimes, you know, I hear family members really, I you know, and the Red's famous wife when it comes to like paying back partners that, you know, in the Hisset time and the long, long ago that you hear the old people talk about it all the time that back in the day when a boy and a girl dance with each other or a man and a girl dance with each other for these social dances, that the payment was very simple. Yeah. That the payment was a watermelon and then maybe the girl baked a cake or something, some sort of baked good. As soon as they made that transaction, that's it. That's the payment. There's no dollar bills. There's no bags of nimni. There's no other additional net money, no additional sickly, no additional five trucks full of your Target store run that's being delivered to the girl's front door. And so at some point in time, Somebody decided I want to give the girl more than just a watermelon. Yeah. I want to give her sacks of flour. I want to give her half my cornfield. I want to give her all of the pork chops that I bought from Bashes. I want to give her a lot of shawls. I want to give her the cereal that she likes to eat. I want to give her ramen noodles. I want to give her clothes hangers. I want to give her all of these different things. Because then, you know, in this day and age, and like we mentioned it too, is that, you know, you have all of these people that come into the Gisun V, they bring all their stuff and then they give it to the guy's partner to dance with. But then, you know, you hear these older guys talking about, you know, back in the day, it used to be just a real simple this. Yeah. And that, that was it. And, and so, you know, it's interesting because then, you know, you see this trend coming up very often that, you know, like... You and I have mentioned this before, at least as far as how our culture is changing, is that, you know, it tends to uh, mimic the term, the keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. It's yeah. that, you know, I've heard it before to say that, you know, the boy paid the girl two truckloads of stuff. So when the girl has to go pay back for the boy, we have to have equal amount of, of, the of, payment. of, of what it is that they give. And, you know, in, in my life, when my kids have paid back to me, you know, you get a lot of cake, you get a lot of pies, you get a lot of baked goods, you get uh, even sakwapngamni and uh, some yingyapus. Yeah. That's, it's like, it's a real expensive thing that both sides, both parties are involved with. But then yet, when you think about what those old people talk about, like back in the day, it was just this for some reason, we're burdening, our, burdening ourselves with you know, having to pay each other in the way that we choose to. You know, Hopi must be like the richest people out here to afford a lot of this stuff. Because, you know, a lot of the stuff like these groceries, they're not, you know, they're not. They're not cheap. They're not cheap. You know, they're, it's very expensive, you know, just buy K-Town pickles, you know, they, they you know, that, you know, pay them to the girl, you know, it's. It's a lot quicker like that, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and a lot of these things that we, we tend to just kind of over, I guess, overdo the mm -hmm. way that we do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, 
we've gotten to the point where it's like it, it's getting very big because we're trying to outdo ourselves. Uh-huh. We're trying to outdo like last year's Super Bowl, you know, like uh, like like last, last year's, year's Super Bowl party. Yeah, last yeah. Last year's halftime show. Like last time, yeah, last year's halftime show was good. Let's make this legendary again. <laughs> and it's funny to me because, like, I you know, like, and that's another thing too. Like, you know, growing up from starting from the eighties, that that practice has always been done. Like, I've always seen people pay their partners in this way. And so people like you and I, like we have never known anything different, but yet the most oldest in, of generations of Hopi today, they remember a more simpler time. And then, you know, they talk about it, about, you know, kind of in a way to where they wish it used to be like that. Yeah. That it was a more simpler time because I even remember in my, my village one time they had a butterfly dance and the older men were talking about that. They said, let's just make everybody just pay their partners in the simple way. But because I had not known any other way, I was like, are they serious? <laughs> like, like for real? Like, they just want me to pay this girl a melon and then that's it? Because in my mind, my whole life, I had always seen truckloads of yeah. stuff being yeah. given to girls for their payment. And then, you know, it's funny because then, you know, us Hopis, we like to say what we think is the right thing to say. We like to say that we respect our culture. We like to say that I want to start speaking my language. We like to say that we respect our elders. We like to say that we'd like to honor the old ways of how we do things. But yet, oftentimes, our actions are opposite of what it is that we say. And so, I think that, you know, this social dance... And how we interact with it now in the modern time, it's such a big representation of how we're trying to maintain the traditional way of doing things. But yet we have so much of the modern things that we've integrated within it. And it's really it's it's a really unique thing to witness, I guess, yourself. You you know, um, I wonder what will happen in the future. Like, you know what? Like, uh. I'm pretty sure that we'll be paying, uh, you know, women in bitcoins, uh, stocks, stocks, you know, virtual wallets. So, so you're coming with a piece of paper yeah. that has stocks on it <laughs> instead of dollars. No, you you just carry your phone around with the little uh, stripe that's attached to it. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the girl the has girl, to dance with her phone yeah, with that, her Apple uh, yeah, wallet her open. Apple wallet open, and all you do is just tap your card. <laughs> And Hopis would do that yep. shit too. Yeah, man. I'm pretty like, sure it's, it's gonna start. So it's it's, it's crazy. So I only got my card on me, so and, that's all right. And you know we're we're running out of time, but there's just so much because then <laughs> you know it, it's interesting because I'm from Winkupi, and so my time living out here in the main part of the reservation, I really do understand why you guys think that we're weird and different because we are different, very different. Yeah. And you know your customs out here are I they're. <laughs> You guys are the ones that are modernizing everything is all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, we're the we're the we're the Joneses and you guys are just keeping up with us. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I, I mean like, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that need to be talked about and I'm pretty sure that, you know, you gotten tired of us half the way through and <laughs> <laughs> not knowing what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> 
So, you know, if you guys have gotten this far, I congratulate you guys. I congratulate you too. Yeah, because, you know, it is our first episode of the season. We're shaking the cobwebs yeah, off, and blowing the dust off, the mics. And so make sure that you look out for posts that are going to be on social media after this uh, of me and my uh, traditional regalia and uh indian day is coming up so you'll probably see videos of me <laughs> and then we'll be we'll be uh getting at, my two-step we'll on. be at the uh at the navajo side you know uh talking up a storm telling uh, people how to make the real hopi cookies. real hopi cookies so if you guys want to donate something go to anchor.fm slash cj podcast 85 to donate something, it's only $1.99 or $4.99. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, you know, if great content and, you know, it supports us as well, too. Or if you just want to donate a dollar or more, just go to uh, buymeacoffee.com slash CJ podcast. And if you're not following us on our social medias, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Carl and J-Man. You can also find us on YouTube at Carl and J-Man. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a five-star review. If you have friends out there that haven't listened to us, please give them a recommendation. We are trying to get to 100,000 downloads. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl and this is my best friend Jamie. So long, what's left?